Good, yeah. Hey, all right. Oh, well, it's uh, Ask PRS TV live with Ryan and Randy without the Ryan. So, hey guys, I'm just gonna fly solo today. Ryan's on vacation and, well, sort of vacation. He's been out in and out for a month, but he went somewhere this time. So he usually comes in on Mondays. But it's just me, and let's be honest, uh, I'm really the only one who touched the Trident, like set it up on the BRS-160, so I'm gonna talk about it today. Some uh, some initial thoughts and things like that. Uh, but first, while people roll in, I've got winners here for, and I actually went and did some orders off of the line today, so I just ran out there, grabbed a couple of uh, orders to refund back, preferred reefer orders, and uh, also went into some wish lists and found a pretty hefty wish list here. Uh, to refund back. So as we start every one of these lives, it is uh, with a little giveaway. So let's go ahead and do that uh, to get entered for the giveaways on Monday. We do it every Monday during the live stream, but basically become a preferred reefer, uh, which is super easy. You find it all over our site. It says preferred reefer at the top. It says preferred reefer on every page. Just click through and join, and then you become a preferred reefer, and then you get entered. Uh, you get a chance to get your order refunded on the Monday or uh, a shopping cart so that all or not shopping cart I'm sorry uh, wish list so which means add stuff to your wish list because why not because we like to wish about the equipment that we want to put on our tanks but also you get the chance to get it free uh, if I pick you and with that let's go all right so uh, first one up is, is an order refund that I picked out to, down there today. William Lincoln in New Hampshire, eighty-nine, eighty-seven. Got himself some uh, a bunch of RO fittings, RO line, tube cutters, things like that. So looks like he's plumbing a RODI system. Uh, so eighty-nine dollars going back to William. Congrats, uh, Brian Jones. Brian Jones from Illinois, a hundred and eight dollars and eighteen cents. And he got a probe calibration kit, some uh, calcium chloride, and some DI color change or resin color changing resin. So DI resin that goes 108 bucks back to Brian. Those are two orders that I uh, picked today. I didn't have anything to put in the orders like we did during May, um, so you'll just see those points in your account, and I'll send you an email after we're done. Uh, but wish list winner here, big winner with the $229.84 that goes back to Jack Anastasia. And that's a Hannah uh, just a full line of Hannah checkers and a BRS two-part doser. Uh, so kudos, congrats, awesome. Uh, so yeah, for those of you just jumping in, yes, Ryan is not here, um, but I'm here. And we're just gonna make this uh, a little short, sweet one. I'm gonna talk about the Trident a little bit. I did on Friday, um, if you guys watched any of our Red Sea Reefer, uh, Red Sea Skimmer, the uh, Red Sea Skimmer that came out, Ryan and I did this sort of look live gear review type, this gear review type thing where we stood around, we played with it, and uh, we gave you some of our, we say initial thoughts is probably the best way to frame it. Um, it really wasn't a gear review because it was a kind of our first time in our hands, but initial thoughts was a good way to put it. So uh, I just shot the simil a similar type of format with the uh, Neptune Trident. Kind of went through a bunch of features and different types of things. Uh, so watch for that coming up. Uh, not sure exactly when, but I'll get it out there as soon as I can and uh, really go through the uh, the Neptune Trident for those of you uh, interested in it, for those of you that have it. Um, and for those of you who are interested in it, one, we just got a bunch of them back in stock. Well, in stock, we just received a bunch of them today. So watch for those coming in stock. Uh, our marketing team just set up this new sort of, uh, you know, 
sign up to get notified and then you get a certain amount of time to claim your trident type system on our website so uh because these are really hot ticket item happening right now um so they come and they're gone just like that so with that uh you got any questions post them up there i can uh answer to the best of my abilities i've been running one of these i've been running this trident uh, for about a month, month and a half now on the BRS-160 behind me. Uh, the actual one is running back there. I don't want to unplug it and all this because there's a task function, you know, when you want to shut the thing down, um, which just not ready to do right now. But if for, the, for those of you asking, let's see the unboxing, uh, this is an empty box. So, sorry, I can't uh, unbox it for you. I already did. It's on the BRS-160. And I just don't want to go grab a brand new one because those go to you guys and you guys are, have a long waiting list. So, uh, by all means, bring in some questions. If you got some questions about the Neptune Trident, I'll do my best to answer them. Uh, I've talked with... Uh, I sat down and talked with uh, Terrence when he was in town uh, about a couple weeks ago or so. Uh, him and I sat down and we talked about, uh, you know, the Trident. I listed a bunch of different things. I talked about, you know, the cost and some notable features, some maintenance, some uh, accessories, which really is only the dose, maybe DDR, uh, important notes on operating the thing, and then some community thoughts and uh, questions that some of you guys had. So I got a chance to pick Terrence's brain a little bit and uh, add into some of the things I talk about in that gear review or the initial thoughts, uh, which will be coming. Uh, so watch for that again. Uh, but basically, you know, the first thing we talked about was price point. I'm just going to hit a few of these uh, while your guys' questions roll in. But you know, we're talking about uh, the one that I've set up on the on the uh, BRS160. I've got some screen grabs and stuff here for some of those. Uh, first one we want to look at is the, let's look at the Trident graph. So some cool things that I like about the dashboard function here is up in the top left is the Trident. So that's the tile that you'll get uh, when the Trident, uh, when, after you get the Trident set up on your, on your tank. And really cool feature here on the left, upper left, now you see the ALK is a bit low at 6.97. Uh, calcium and magnesium are pretty much on point. Calcium's a little low. Uh, actually, all three of them are a little low. So, uh, but basically, as you click on the on you as you click on this tile, it changes. And right now, uh, the first click will get you these graphs. That's a seven-day window period. Uh, and you can come back to me, Dave. That's a seven-day window period. So rather than you know pull these uh, the other graphs up, which I'll have another screenshot in the next one, graphs and more. Um, so this one, this sets of grasses, if you go to the inputs and you overlay calcium, magnesium, and alkalinity over each other, on the right you'll see the scale for magnesium, you know, uh, 200 to 1200 uh, in this specific incidence, alkalinity on the left, and then calcium's in there also in some scale. Uh, so kind of difficult to see when you've got all three measuring and they all have, you know, different measure points. Uh, but basically, that's the extended version of the graphs. So that little first screenshot I showed you was the uh, was the graphs of a seven-day window period that you can just click on the tile as you're as you have it up on your phone or what have you, and it just kind of shows you that week's trends. Um, the reason why the BRS 160 is low. Uh, I didn't order reagents in time, so I had my first set of reagents, which lasts uh, about two months or so, you know, with the first one. Uh, ours were a little shorter on the first reagents that I got because uh, I was constantly, like, doing new tests and I was playing with the schedule and all this other stuff. So, um, but basically, you know, I went, I burned through the first set of reagents and I just didn't get an, uh, some new ones in, in time. So before I got to calibrate, uh, I had to send off for new reagents, which means I had to take the uh, Trident off the 160 and 
because of which, uh, guessing that those numbers based off of uh, what Josh took for parameters today on the BRS160, they're a bit off and I need to calibrate, uh, in which case I'll probably do here shortly, but they uh, send you some calibration solutions. So that's what you get when you, know, when you order a reagent pack, about 45 bucks for a new reagent pack. If you have it on the lowest setting schedule of testing four times alkalinity a day and two times calcium and magnesium, those reagent packs should last you about two months. So uh, that gives you an idea. So um, let's pull up some uh, questions while we're looking at a few here. Risky is asking, how much is the Trident? Trident currently goes for about 600 bucks, 599, uh, but 600 bucks, which isn't bad. Um, comparatively to some of the other options out there, uh, the Alctronic is uh, like 900 or around there. Um, the KH Director is around 850, the KH Guardian it comes in at around 500. So it's not, so the Trident's not the most expensive. It's also, you know, assuming that you have an Apex already. Um, but for those of you with Apexes, you know, this, uh, you know, for 600 bucks for something that does all three, what I call the Holy Trinity, uh, is probably, you know, it's well worth it in my opinion. I, I love it so far on the BRS 160. But uh, so yeah, it's uh, 600 bucks. And then the reagent refills are 45. Are reagents currently available from us? Um, no, uh, they are not, uh, but they will be. Try, so this is something I asked Terrence too, is uh, right now they're only available through neptunesystems.com uh, slash reagents, I believe is the address. In which case, uh, in which case uh, that's where you get them. Until they, you know, there's some shipping hurdles that you have to solve, you know, uh, they're heat prone, they're probably cold prone, so you know the accuracy or the uh, you know the accuracy and the integrity of the reagents is really important here, specifically that calibration solution which has a calibration set number on the front of it so it uh, gives you a stand uh, you know a, a standpoint from which to uh, calibrate your Neptune trident so they're working those out but Terrence promised me by the end of this year by this year for sure uh, they will have reagents out in stores. Uh, online with us and things like that so watch for that uh, Todd Todd has had it for three days any tips on calibrating my biggest tip Todd on calibrating the Trident is going to be two things one um, don't open this bottle the reagent bottle until you're ready to, to calibrate like uh, you might even preview the calibration tasks function steps and just kind of go through them to familiarize yourself with it before actually doing the calibration, so you can get a, kind of get a feel of what of the you know what the process looks like. I mean, it's a process of removing your sample line from the sump or wherever you have it in the tank, putting it in the uh, calibration bottle, uh, running the calibration test. So a couple of things that are in, you know that go along with that, inherent with that, is uh, this needs to be on a stable platform. The calibration takes about an hour or so to complete. So you do have to be mindful of how long that test takes. Uh, you also want this, you know, want that sample tube to not fall out of the bottle while you're doing the calibration. You want, you know, uh, so you, you want to find a way to secure it. You want to put this bottle, the calibration bottle, in a similar location as to where your sample line is going as far as like height wise and different things like that. So it's just a few steps that you want to like be familiar with before doing the calibration step. Another thing about calibration, my second point is weight for it, uh, the Trident to get enough data uh, before calibrating it. So 
Uh, I believe the calibration procedure task function calls for 48 hours, at least a minimum of 48 hours before running the calibration. I waited a week um, just because Terrence told me the, you know, give it some time to build a backlog of tests uh, and start to become more precise because with more testing comes more precision. And with that, uh, if I give it seven days, then run the calibration. Uh, I'm not saying that that's gonna, you know, that's gonna achieve a better calibration, but it just made me feel comfortable. Like if it says 48 hours, probably just gonna go a little bit longer than run the calibration. So those are my couple notes on calibration. Uh, there will be a little calibration solution left, not enough for two calibrations. Uh, and then also, you know, once you open this thing, the ambient air, so CO2 and whatever else is in the air, will uh, start to affect the calibration solution, not immediately. Um, and, you know, I'd say you have that hour during the calibration process uh, in which to, you know, get the calibration done. So you, I wouldn't worry about it affecting that. But if, I, if you open this thing, ran the calibration, and then stored, tried to store it for a while, and then weeks later came back to it and run, tried to run the calibration, you're just doing the Trident a disservice because the parameters may have changed from then. And that's why uh, Neptune recommends only calibrating with the solution once. Whatever's left over, I mean, you can probably get rid of. Or uh, one thing I learned about leftover calibration solution, I'd probably, you know, run my HANA checker or my other test kits, titration test kits, against this known standard uh, and just kind of see how they compare. Uh, the, that's kind of one of the things, in, you know, the, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, uh, or concerns is uh, with, with people is that my alkalinity, my HANA DKH, or my Red Sea titration, or my Salaford, or all of these, or my Lamotte, they all say something different uh, than what my tank is than what the Trident is, uh, which is understandable because you you personally don't know what your tank water is for parameters. You're trying to use an unknown source of you know water to you know say that each one of these are on the level playing field. That's not the really way, the best way to go about it. The best way to go about it is have a known solution for uh, PA or for DKH, you know, calcium and magnesium, and then test everything against the known solution. Uh, so Terrence told me that the calibration solutions and, and everything, and they, uh, all their machines are calibrated with, they do like Hawk testing, so those thousands of dollars of Hawk you know, equipment that we test stuff with for BRSCV investigates. They do similar type of processes at Neptune. Uh, so, you know, that's where that comes from. But basically that's my calibration uh, pitch right there. Follow the task function on everything you do, but we'll hit, we'll probably hit that here a little bit later. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael, have you compared it to any reference methods? This is exactly what I was talking about. And how is the accuracy of Trident tests? So, couple different things here, Michael. There's a difference between accuracy and precision. So accuracy. Um, uh, accuracy, my accuracy window could be with a Trident is very minimal. We're talking a 0.05 DKH uh, precision plus or minus accuracy. So that means uh, if this calibration solution is known to be 8.20, that means my Trident should read that calibration solution anywhere between 8.25 and 8.15. That is the range. That's that plus or minus, you know, uh, 0.05 uh, range around that 8.2. Some of the titration tests that we have uh, have less, you know, less accuracy. We're like maybe 0.5 of a DKH or 0.3 of a DKH plus some percentage or something like that. 
Uh, and it's also titration, which means my it's up to my eye to determine when that color change happens with a titration. So uh, you do have the HANA alkalinity checker or those types of checkers that do a you know a photo sensor. And then the photo sensor is you know, better than my eye for sure, uh, as far as you know reading gradients of color and, and changes in color. Uh, in which case, those have a little more precision or a little more accuracy. Uh, precision comes with so uh, precision will come with more uh, tests, the, the frequency of tests. So uh, if I'm following a baseline and my baseline says 8.2 uh, and my accuracy window range is, you know, five hundredths of a DKH point, I know that after four, eight, twelve, multiple tests, I should start to see, you know, this line uh, and this, this line of, of alkalinity testing becomes more precise as the more tests that we do. Uh, because now I'm starting to follow trends, right? So if something major were to happen in my tank or s gradually happen in my tank, like alkalinity starts to go down over time, uh, a spike or change in my alkalinity uh, immediately, I can more trust that something actually happened in my tank versus my equipment because it's constantly testing multiple times a day uh, rather than my alkalinity maybe I check once every two days once every three days I really don't know at what point did my parameters start to shift and I also don't know if I'm not if I don't do if I only do one Hannah or if I only do one test titration wise or otherwise uh, I'm not really I really have no frame or reference of if that's accurate or not so I've run into this problem when I do BRSTV investigates testing in that um, those all those salt tests that I did where for all the, the uh, BRSTV investigate salt testing I had to do two or three tests per salt bin uh, or per salt mix to make sure that I had as average and that the numbers were correct uh, I could walk up to say to the Tropic Marin tank and test at one time and the alkalinity might be you know three points different uh, if it's that large of a swing uh, some, something's probably wrong either with the water or my test so I have to repeat that test multiple times to get an average and then decide that yeah sure I was just wrong I did something wrong on that test in execution or verify that in fact something is wrong with that or different than that water uh, so that's you know kind of precision the more you test the more accurate uh, the more precise that your uh, equipment will be uh, as far as other reference meth methods uh, this from what I understand or what I know, uh, as far as what I've kind of seen around the way, this is like the only calibration solution or reference solution, uh, one, that has all three, alkalinity, calcium, and magnesium, but two, um, that I know, you know, that I know of. Uh, you might be able to make, you know, some, you might be able to make some home, you know, some DIY type of calibration solutions or known solutions, but we're talking some pretty, uh, we're talking some, you know, probably wide swings and however you make it. Salinity is an easy one to make your own calibration solution from because, you know, parts per thousand or specific gravity is easy to test for. Alkalinity for our hobby grade test kits is a little bit more difficult and tricky to test for as, as well as calcium and magnesium because we're using hobby grade test kits. You know, we're not paying the big expensive dollars for uh, Hawk testers or, you know, these different types of tests or to send in water to a lab uh, to get accurate results. So. Um, this is the standard solution that I know of, and I would actually be interested in testing the calibration solution against other types of checkers and titration kits. So, good question, Michael. Thank you. Uh, what else do we got?
when do we find out who won the Trident giveaway? Ah, good question. So uh, if you guys weren't following, hashtag AskBRSTV, our Facebook group, we had a Trident uh, up for giveaway, and Adam actually gave it away last Friday and announced the winner over on hashtag AskBRSTV Facebook group. So if you haven't already, go over to hashtag AskBRSTV on Facebook, and the winner's name is posted there. We reached out to him over the weekend, so I believe uh, Adam is working that one. Um, but the winner has been posted, so go check it out and say congrats. But cool. Um, let me talk about real quick. Let's talk about the uh, other Trident. Uh, so we're talking about the Fusion dashboard on the Trident. So back to Trident options. Um, this is one that I. This is one that I like. So you know, half of the. If you're familiar with the Apex Fusion dashboard, uh, you have all of your tiles have this little cogwheel in the top right. In which case it does a variety of things. Some of these cogwheels you can program, you can do this other stuff with. Here on the Trident, you see a couple different things. You see what mode is the Trident running in. I can set it to automatic mode, and that is the sched that defaults to the schedule that you've chosen. There's a variety of different schedules out there. The base, the, the least amount is four times alkalinity per day, two times calcium, two times magnesium. Uh, but that's your automatic schedule. Whatever you set your schedule to, it's going to run automatic. If you toggle that drop down, you can do manual manual, in which case uh, I can go to see these start tests for combined and start tests for alkalinity. I can run a combined test of any time I want to. Uh, and then at the same point, and that does all three, alkalinity, calcium, and magnesium on demand as I want it. Uh, or I can just run an alkalinity if I'm just interested in alkalinity at the time. So uh, pretty cool stuff there. Um, but basically, I just run the BRS-160 on a schedule of four times a day, two times, two times. And uh, the biggest question that we got about that one or that I've seen, uh, one of the biggest comments or questions about that is, why can't I just test alkalinity and calcium and magnesium when I want to? Um, they do have a schedule. The lowest schedule, like I said, is four times a day of alkalinity, two times a day calcium, two times magnesium. The, uh, the most you can do, I believe, is 24 times a day alkalinity uh, and 12 and 12 for calcium and magnesium. And uh, that, it really comes down to, um, that really comes down to the reagents themselves, in my opinion, uh, in, from what I've heard and what you know, Terrence has told me. Uh, once you open these reagents, you know, this isn't something that I want to like, have one set of reagents all year long. Uh, because you might start to you know, affect the integrity of the reagents. And for the purposes of what the Trident does, uh, this thing is a high precision machine, you know, uh, it's made to, you know, follow trends and keep you informed at all times on your tank. Uh, so in order for me to like really get some value from, you know, the, how the how precise and how accurate the Trident is, uh, I want it to test multiple times a day. Uh, like I said, precision leads to accuracy or ac and more tests leads to precision. So, uh, the more frequent the tests are, the more precise and the more I can trust what, what the uh, my Trident is putting out, uh, and the more you know, I can monitor my tank for you know for changes. So uh, basically, the reagents uh, themselves uh, probably have some sort of shelf life, and that's another point you know as far as ordering replacement reagents. Um, but there, you know, you want to use them within a certain amount of time. In which case, if you don't want to test calcium and magnesium that two times a day, uh, the the funniest thing or the you know the, what I took from Terrence was just forget that. They even you were they were they were taken. Just don't even pay attention to the numbers for calcium and magnesium. It's going to test two times a day. That's just the default. Uh, the alkalinity uh, tests four times a day. That's pretty cool to me because then I start to get to I get to see trends in my tank. Like 
if my lights uh, at a certain you know percentage increases calcification rates of corals, I might start to see that in increased consumption during the day when the lights are on and decreased consumption at night when the lights are off. That would show itself in alkalinity changes and alkalinity consumption during the day versus during the night. And these are really cool, you know, different things that I can start to you know, get in tune with my tank with and then uh, maybe implement with trident, uh, trident dosing. So uh, there is the trident assisted dosing uh, where you can hook your trident up to your doses and it automatically adjusts doses just for you. So you should really start to open the doors for what you can do. Um, in your tank uh, as far as like fine tuning your tank to the optimal coral growing th system that you have as far as well as stability too. Uh, if I know uh, what my tank is multiple times a day, I can trust its stability more so if I only test once a week. So basically that's uh, what we're talking about there with the uh, how many times a day on your schedule that you're limited with too. Um, uh, Kenneth asked a good question. If I want to run a trident on my frag tank out in the garage, but my apex is on the main tank, about, uh, I'm trying to see the rest of it, um, about 75 feet away, how would I accomplish that? So uh, this is sort of something that I've done um, similar to like the, the doses, the Neptune doses for Ryan's ULM tanks in his office. And uh, basically, the Aquabus cables running from the apex in Ryan's office. I have daisy chained together, uh, so you can. They have uh, extension cables up to like 50 foot, uh, things like that, and the male and female connections. So I run it up through his. I ran it up through a ceiling across the lobby and BRS down the other side into the warehouse, and that's where I mounted the Neptune doses. Uh, in which case, you know that the Aquabus cable sends and receives the information. So what I personally would do here with the Trident is uh, a couple different things. You could run an Aquabus cable out to the Trident and use the DC, 24 volt DC power adapter. Uh, it doesn't come with the Trident, but you can, you can grab one on the website or it does come with the Neptune Dose if you have one of those and you can borrow it from the Neptune Dose. Uh, but you can plug in the Trident out there with an Aquabus cable going to it and then have it on your frag system or uh, you could uh, there's also um, PM1 modules basically any of the modules but PM1 is probably my best one uh, because if you're running your frag system out out in your garage and your apex is inside I can almost guarantee if it were my setup I'd have a PM1 module out there already because it gives me uh, an additional temperature probe and uh, it gives me I believe an additional pH probe also on the PM1 module uh, which I'm gonna need to remotely run a tank anyway um, so with, if I have a PM, PM1 module already out there, I can daisy chain that apex cable, the, uh, the uh, apex bus cable out to the Aquabus, out to the uh, PM1. Uh, and then off of the PM1, I can link in a one link module to the Trident, uh, or I can do the same thing with the Aquabus to the Trident with the 24 volt power. Um, that's basically how I'd get it done. And now, now you're talking to your apex inside. So uh, great question, pretty easy. Alright, uh, will it work with the classic Apex? It will not. So uh, it does require the, uh, mo the most recent uh, Apex to uh, for functionality. Uh, and that's just, you know, they, there was a, I believe Terrence was talking about, you know, how uh, as the Apex, the newer Apex was coming along, a lot of uh, the, everything 
up until this point has been compatible with the old uh, with the classic Apex. Um, this one they just weren't able to, as far as like uh, you know the the technology involved in the Trident and things like that. Uh, it's just not compatible. But um, there is the Neptune Apex EL, uh, which is the the lower cost Apex, which is pretty cheap um, comparatively. Uh, but you can also get the head unit separately. So. Uh, if you have your old, you know, energy bars and modules and things like that, you can uh, get the separate Apex head unit with the uh, Wi-Fi, the latest one, uh, and just kind of swap that out with your old uh, Apex head unit. And uh, now basically you're running a newer system with just with some old energy bars. The only difference there is like you don't get with the energy bar 832, you get you know power consumption monitoring for each individual outlet. You also get um, you know the one link ports, the accessory ports on the energy bar 832. Uh, but in this instance, you're just running one of the old energy bars, so you get power monitoring over the whole thing. Um, but you can just get the head unit and save some cost there. So uh, pretty awesome option there. Uh, what else we got? Has BRS been running the GHLKH director or Altronic on any tanks? And have those testers, how have those testers performed? So, I have an, uh, a GHL director, the KH director, on my desk. So, when you'll see the Red Sea skimmers um, gear, like look like, or the uh, the gear initial thoughts that we did on that one. Plus, I like I said, I just filmed the. Uh, look live the uh, version of the product gear initial thoughts or review on the trident uh, which you'll see here shortly um, i will do the same thing for the kh director because i have it on my desk we carry them in house so we want to you know kind of give our opinion on that so uh, i do have to get that one hooked up and get to it it does take some time for me to actually play around with it use it for a meaningful amount of time to actually get a good opinion on it and then come to you guys and like let you know what my initial thoughts and stuff are so uh, i will have the ghlkh director watch for that one uh, as far as the alctronic we don't carry that one in-house just yet we do i have i have seen one around the office here so uh, I believe Adam is uh, playing around with it, so he ha he's got some thoughts. I'll probably bring him in if we do end up carrying the electronic or something like that. I'll probably bring him in for an initial thought. But right now, I don't have plans to do the electronic. I do uh, will talk to Adam about you know his thoughts on it. Um, but right now, uh, we do have the Trident, we do have the GHL direct uh, the director, and we'll be playing around with those and you know, giving some initial thoughts on that one. Uh, let's talk about, uh, I'm going to go back to the Apex Fusion dashboard, kind of give, I'm giving people glimpses of what this looks like on your Apex Fusion, in which case we're looking at the Trident remaining one. Uh, this is, so as I'm saying, as you're clicking through these different tiles, so all you have to do is click on the tile for the Trident, which is in the top left up there. Uh, another cool feature, uh, after you do a reagent, uh, replacement, you get a percentage, uh, of how much reagent's been used. So as you can see here, We've got, it'll tell you how many, uh, how much percentage of the bottles left. Alkalinity on the left is going faster than calcium and magnesium, which is completely understandable because you're testing four times a day for alkalinity and you're testing two times a day for calcium and magnesium. So not to worry uh, because in a reagent refill pack, uh, you get, you're, you, you know, you're using half as much magnesium, half, has half as much uh, calcium, in which case, uh, you only need one bottle of each, but Neptune gives you two bottles of the Reagent A. So halfway between your testing, you will need to swap out the alkalinity bottle, um, in which case there's a task function for it. Uh, which leads me to my next tile there, Trident Tasks. 
Uh, really, really important that you follow the tasks function for everything you do with the Trident. Most everything you do with the Trident. Uh, as you can see here, there's calibration. So follow the four steps for calibration. Uh, controlled dosing, that's a little more in depth, but it's using a dose and you can hook up controlled dosing with the Trident. Uh, initial setup is the very first thing you'll do when you set up the Trident. And then you have reagent, reagent A replacement, which is separate, obviously, because uh, halfway through you're gonna have to just replace A. And then you have the total Trident re replacement reagents, uh, which does all three because uh, ideally your uh, reagent A will be gone at the same time the, the B and the C will. Uh, a Trident schedule and a Trident shutdown. So I've ran the Trident shutdown, uh, really important feature. If you're in between tests uh, and you need to shut down your Trident because you're out of reagents or for whatever reason, uh, you do have to run that, run that Trident shutdown procedure. It drains the lines. It takes all the reagents out of the lines. It clears out the sample lines. So you don't have salt water buildup in there that ends up turning into salt creep and crystallize and things like that. So a uh, pretty important feature to follow for the shutdown. I actually had to follow it um, and it worked out great because when I got reagents back in, uh, I just plugged it back in and went back to uh, try and then did the reagent replacement tasks and I was back to back in business. So. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Randy, do corals only take up calcium and alkalinity when they're not photosynthesizing? When they're not photosynthesizing? Actually, uh, based off of, I mean, based off of alkalinity consumption, uh, so now with the trident, you probably start to see that there is some sort of calcification happening uh, during respiration, uh, you know, during the day and the night to some degree. Uh, as you know, the way I see it is, if you think about like you look at your SPS at night, right? Uh, a lot of times, and, and with most corals in my tank, at nighttime is when I really start to see the feeding responses come out. I really start to see, you know, polyp extension and things like that. It's, it's more prevalent at night, it feels like. Um, you know, most likely that's like a, a, a food response. Uh, but that, what that tells me is that there's metabolic function happening at night as well as during the day. Uh, in which case, I would not be surprised if there's calcium carbonate skeletal build uh, happening both times. Maybe it's more prominent during the day and based off of the, uh, you know, based off of the trends that we see with the Trident and that a lot of people have seen, uh, there is definitely a difference in the, in the consumption during the day uh, versus during the night. You can actually see a spike in alkalinity during the day and then you can start to see alkalinity drop a little bit at night. Um, in which case, if you're doing Trident controlled dosing, you can adjust, you know, add more, if, if your alkalinity is lower during the day and higher at night, that usually means when it's lower, more is being consumed. When the alkalinity is higher, less is being consumed. So with Trident controlled dosing, I can feed more alkalinity, make more alkalinity available, you know, calcium carbonate available in the water column during those peak times when it's consuming alkalinity and building skeletal structure. Uh, and that's really where the value of like, you know, monitoring the, uh, multiple times a day, the alkalinity and calcium and magnesium, I mean, really starts to show itself because, uh, I mean, a significant difference uh, if you watch some of the graphs. And hopefully I get this thing, uh, I've got to get it calibrated and back on track. I've got multiple reagents now, so I'm good there. I don't have to order anymore. I don't have to worry about taking a break. But hopefully we can start to see trends during the day and the night uh, that I can visually show you guys. Uh, like, check it out, the BRS-160 alkalinity is such and such during the day, and it's a little, uh, a, a little higher at night, meaning it's probably consuming less at night. So uh, really cool features, stuff to play around with, and then you can really use that Trident to mess around with, 
differences in lighting schedules and changes and you know these different variants and like maybe amino acids cause uh, alkalinity consumption faster um, maybe you know different pHs do the same thing um, and based off of what we found in like BRS TV investigates that Ryan recently did there's a significant difference in consumption between pH at 8.3 and pH at 7.8 uh, from the video I just did on Friday you can also see in previous videos to that you can also see that there's a different definite in, uh, difference between alkalinity at 12 and alkalinity at 8 uh, so these are different things you can start to play around with and adjust the switches on on your tank if you're really you know uh, it's sort of like a you know a high-end sports car or something there's I can plug in different computer chips and I can tweak the exhaust a little bit I can do these different things uh, to really turn this thing into a performance machine that's something we can start to look at doing with you know a, a tank now is it for everybody should everybody go and start to fiddle and play flip with switches no because the biggest thing that we talk about is stability right so uh, so for those of you who aren't pioneers or do you want to wait for us to test it out or other people to test it out? Uh, you can use this to you know, just maintain stable parameters in your tank. But for those of you looking for you know a little bit of tweaks and, and tips and tricks, especially after things that we investigate or you do some own investigating on your own, um, this really opens the doors to like get a visual representation of what you're actually doing in the tank and what it's causing you know the tank to how it's causing the tank to react. So uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Uh, so, like I said, I've got this uh, this whole first initial thoughts uh, coming out on the tank. And so, uh, I'll warn you, it was about 45 minutes, 48 minutes long. So, uh, I've, Ryan's looking at it right now. Uh, we're going to get it, you know, produced up. So, that thing that you saw with the Red Sea skimmers, uh, I'm going to try to do them on my own. Take a look because, like I said, let's be honest, I hooked this thing up to the BRS-160. And uh, I also run the testing and stuff for it. So I tell Ryan how it's going, but I mean, my hands are on this equipment. My hands are actually doing this stuff. So that's why I kind of want to give you my initial thoughts on it and like tell you what, uh, what we think from non-biased. Like, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, afraid of telling you something that I don't like about it. Um, also, if not afraid of telling you what I do like about it. But basically, uh, that's where I'm at with the Trident uh, right now, two months into it on the BRS-160 and going strong. And uh, yeah, so any questions, if you got any questions, you know, uh, you can throw them in the comment section on this one. I answer the comments. Uh, Ask TV is a good place to throw it on there. Tag me specifically on a hashtag AskBRSTV Facebook group. Um, I'll give you my opinion on what I think. Uh, but most importantly, watch out for that, uh, watch out for that video coming up here shortly uh, where we give our, my initial thoughts on the whole thing. And I break down, you know, a couple different bullet points and whatnot. So uh, basically that's it. Ryan's not here today. So I'm going to cut this one short because I've got some, uh, a bunch of other stuff to do. Not to, not to uh, cut you guys short, um, but it's kind of, I don't have anybody to talk to here. And I kind of miss Ryan. So he'll be back next Monday. Um, in the meantime, uh, we've got some videos coming out on Wednesday, three of them. Uh, we're starting to release videos, three, three videos a week on Wednesday. So uh, flood your inbox with BRS TV, really good stuff. And then a, a solid BRS TV investigates Friday. For those of you uh, watching right now, here's a little preview of this Friday's episode. I did a whole breakdown. Hey, thank you to Terrence, too, uh, for giving the idea for this one. Um, but he came up with the idea of how do we find out how much two-part dosing costs you uh, based off of calcium consumption. So what the, how much calcium and alkalinity two, various two parts can add to the tank and what that really means from a cost perspective. So Ryan and I sat down, crunched some numbers, we found a way, an example tank, and found a way to calculate 
eight really popular and we're talking actually more than eight it actually works out to be like 12 or 14 because we do the dry version and the uh, liquid premix version of some of these but uh, I really break down the cost analysis for a month's worth of use on a hundred gallon tank using a specific consumption rate uh, for things like Red Sea, ESV, Triton, uh, BRS Pharma, uh, Tropic Marin Carbocalcium and Tropic Marin Balling. Uh, I go through um, couple other ones too. Oh, uh, Sea Balance by um, Two Little Fishies uh, and Aquaforced. Uh, we got Aquaforced in there too. So I give you a whole comparison breakdown of what these things actually cost per month and um, why that may be and if there are any different. So that's this Friday's video. Pay attention. Check out for that. Uh, that comes out Friday at noon like we always do. In the meantime, I'm going to let you go. 40 minutes. Not too bad. Uh, so we're only cutting it about 20 minutes early. Uh, congratulations to this week's winners. And if you want to be a preferred reefer, you want to win every Monday, uh, I'd go and pick orders for winners uh, that day. And also put stuff in your wish list, preferred reefers, um, because that's basically where I get the big bucks from. And if you're smart, you'd put over 500 bucks in your wish list. You might get the chance to get drawn to, to have that refunded back to you in rewards points. To join Preferred Reefers, click on the Preferred Reefer link anywhere on the site. Uh, it's all over the place, so don't worry about that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next Monday. And I promise, um, I don't know if I can promise, but most likely 99% sure Ryan will also be here. And we actually might start, you know, we're gonna, next week we're going to do something. We'll have a project to do. So I think next week we might be mixing up uh, ESV salt. It's pretty cool. It's something new. It's something I've never personally done. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. And then we'll answer some questions. So, awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me here today. And we'll see you next Monday. Take care.